una y dos y dos una y dos Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC and Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist and I'm a singer. And this is episode 58. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And as always, please help me out. Go log on to my online store, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. Uh, on my online store, you will find that I have posters, I have pins, I have stickers, I have original art for sale. Actually, I just recently put up a new piece, uh, a Trump piece uh, made in gouache. It's pretty cool. Got a lot of likes. So you guys go check it out and buy and help support. And let's get on with it. Another episode, we're back. Yes, we are back. Um, this episode, we are going to continue the museum tour so through the holidays. We, yeah. Where are we going today? Today, we're going to go to Queens, to the Museum of Moving Image. Oh, nice. That one is different. Yeah, that's actually a, a really cool museum. Um, the museum. The Museum of Moving Image is actually located in Queens in Astoria. It's on 35th Avenue and 36th Street. Um, it's a huge building that houses all types of history, artifacts, um, and different items from movies. Um, yeah. At all kinds of all kinds of genre, you know, horror, drama, uh, even black and white times. Um, it's really interesting. I, I I think I went there the first time maybe eight years ago or ten years ago, and I really liked it a lot. And I've been going ever since. Like, every once in a while, I'll get motivated. I'll go. Um, they have a permanent exhibit, but then they also have ro a lot of rotating exhibits. Oh, okay. And the rotating installations, you know, really can draw you back in. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that it was a new museum. Um, I didn't know that it was there for so long. Well, it was established in 1988. Oh wow! Um, well, I'll give you I'll give you a little history. So let's let's talk about the history of the museum. Yeah. Um, the Museum of Moving Image is a media museum located in a former building of the historic Astoria Studios, now Kaufman Astoria Studios, in the Astoria neighborhood in Queens. So it, that whole area used to be a, a movie filmmaking studio oh area. That's, that's what the movie theater is over there also probably yeah mm -hmm. and so it was like they would actually have uh stages where they would you know film movies oh, have wow. movie sets and everything so they were called the kaufman astoria studios and uh so the museum originally opened in 1988 as the american museum of moving image uh the museum began a 67 million expansion in March of 2008 and then reopened in 2011. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. The expansion was designed by architect Thomas Lesser. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, description. The Museum of the Moving Image exists to expand public understanding and appreciation of the art, history, technique, and technology of film, television, and digital media by collecting, preserving, and providing access to moving image-related artifacts via multimedia exhibitions and educational programming. The exhibits include significant audiovisual components designed to promote an understanding of the history of the industry and an understanding of how it has evolved. Um, I would say... That's definitely something you'll see on the permanent exhibit. They have a thing where where you can um, learn about how sound is put into movies, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll give you a, a, a lot of interactive stuff. Yeah, it's, a, it's very interactive. Like, that's why it's, it's um, so interesting to go and see it because you can actually feel and have the feeling for how it was at the beginning when they were trying to make movies. 
and even um, to watch like let's say little images just moving around so that you can see how motion gets done yeah. um, there's a lot of things like that in that museum yeah they have, they have like a lot of examples of, of how like for example animation mm-hmm. um, they have that 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 one thing where it's um, it's like a rotating sculpture yeah that's with a strobe light that's in that's the one I was thinking about mm-hmm. yeah that and that's I forgot about that one that's that's a really good permanent exhibit there where, where they show you this rotating sculpture in a dark room mm-hmm. and it has a strobe light and the strobe light um, creates the illusion that the, the thing is animated and moving yeah and yeah. it's to and it's to give you an example of how movies are made where movies are just still images but because they're moving they create the what we call the movie you know the, the motion mm-hmm. um, I mean now it's digital and it's a whole different technology but you know it's still built on the same premise yeah yeah um, but yeah that's an interesting permanent exhibit um, let me just keep going a little bit here um, I mean uh, other facts about it you know it's uh it's a, it's a museum that um, in 2008, the museum broke ground for a $65 million expansion. So 2008 was like the, the big rebirth mm. of the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, while the museum remained open during most of the construction period, with its old theater demolished and the new ones yet to be built, screening series and other events were held off-site, um, although the collection was still available to scholars. Uh, the museum re- opened its, its redesigned and expanded building uh, on 2011. Um, as, far, as far as like the permanent exhibits at the museum, I would say we were just talking about their permanent exhibition called Behind the Screen. Mm. Um, so here, like a little description of that, it says the core exhibition of the museum Behind the Screen is a one-of-a-kind experience that immerses visitors in the creative and technical process of producing, promoting, and presenting films. Um, and it reveals the skills, the material, the resources, the artistic decisions that go into making moving images. Um, it, uh, the artifacts in the exhibit, the exhibition incorporates approximately 1,400 artifacts wow. from the museum's collection of the material culture of the moving image. Uh, these include historic film, television cameras, projectors, television sets, sound recording equipment, costumes, set design. The costumes and set design, all that kind of stuff, they have they have um, a piece of the set of Blade Runner, which grabbed oh, my yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody out there that knows Blade Runner, it's a classic sci-fi film. But they have this big building that was one of the sets from Blade Runner in there. And you look at it and it's just like a little you know silly <laughs> sculpture uh-huh. uh, it doesn't look like much and it has just little blinking lights like little christmas lights in it but uh but in the movie it looked so crazy um mm-hmm. they also have i think i think in permanent exhibition they have uh some of the freddy krueger stuff um they have another piece of sci-fi history they have um uh, enemy mine that hmm. the alien mask from enemy mine oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh that's like a classic old sci-fi from the 80s um, with Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. where he's the alien and, and they have to survive on a planet. But the mask was so... The mask was so well done for its time that I was really impressed to see it. It took me by surprise. I, I never imagined I would end up seeing it in person. Mm-hmm. The movie's so old. Yeah. I was like, who would ever, who would ever own that? <laughs> um, they have also like a lot of... Um, face like face masks like uh what do they call prosthetics oh yeah of like um dustin hoffman when they aged him in this for this one movie um i forgot the name of the movie but there's an old movie where they aged dustin hoffman and they 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 made him like like he was like 80 years old or or 90 maybe like 100 or 90 years old something like that they made him look like really really old and decrepit so they show on permanent exhibit they have like the prosthetics all the different stages of sculpting his face to make him look old mm-hmm. i mean that kind of stuff is stuff that you see like on netflix or yeah, on documentaries yeah. and, and like you'll see that and you'll be like wow that's really cool but you never think you're gonna see it in real person mm-hmm. you know in real life mm-hmm. um so that's that's pretty exciting when, when i saw those things uh let me see what else they say here they say 
The museum has also been a pioneer in collecting video arcade and console games, which are on exhibit and available for play by visitors. Yes, they do have yeah. classic arcade games in there. Um, which, I mean, to us, maybe, I mean, or at least me, my age, it doesn't seem like an exhibit thing. Mm -hmm. But for younger people, it's like, wow, look at this. Where'd exactly. this come from? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and they, they have that on permanent exhibit as well. Um, so the computer-based interactive experiences. Visitors may record their own movements as a sequence of still photographs that can be printed out and made into a flip book. That's another thing that they have where you can animate yourself. Like you, yeah, that's you, cool. You jump around and whatever, and then like they show you how you're animated. Um, they have the what I this is what I was trying to describe before. They have the audiovisual material. It includes nearly four hours of audiovisual material that ranges from film clips related to the artifacts on display, projections of earliest uh, kinetoscope films, the Great Train Robbery, the Jazz Singer. These are all classic black and white movies that they have they on have display. clips yeah. yeah when you're walking around they have the clips on and then also obviously the sound so you see almost a clip of the whole movie yeah um and and then they have this thing where they have like um you do a voiceover mm -hmm. right yeah, i remember that like they yeah because they have like a little studio you go in and then you can record either voiceover put um some effects on your voice yeah. i think um, and they have a section when you go to that place where then you can do the, your voice and either record yourself or something. I think that's where they have also the flip book and everything else, all the activities. Well, they, what they, if I remember correctly, they had what they have is like a, like they have movie clips uh -huh. and they give you a script and oh, you have to yeah, read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, yeah. they dub it into the yeah. into the uh, into the clip. Yeah, no, I remember. To show you an example of how they overdub mm -hmm. people's voices in movies, because mm -hmm. in movies there's no sound, so mm -hmm. they have to add the sound. Yeah. And uh, and then they have the other thing where they they substitute music, so they'll have a, a they'll have like scenes, mm -hmm. like a like a whatever like a one minute not even one like thirty second clip mm -hmm. of a scene, and then they'll show you like how music impacts the movie, and then they'll have like different options of different music you can put oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh -huh. it gives a whole different feel to the same scene yeah and it's great i mean you know a lot of us that we were creatives and we've edited or we've worked on on videos or things like that it might not be so amazing to us but to have a museum that teaches that mm -hmm. you know to future generations or people who have no access to uh filmmaking or anything like that i think it's very inspiring you know, you. I think that's a, a, one of the positive things about the, the museum is that 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 you're inspiring young people um, with, to put ideas in their head of like how they can, themselves can make movies. Yeah, um, and also it makes it that it, it makes it for people that enjoy movies to see the real work that goes behind it, and then um, maybe it's take the film industry as a little bit more of a serious type of art. Yeah. Um, with all the details that goes behind making a movie. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, so another permanent exhibition they have is the, the Jim Henson exhibition. Um, that's an ongoing exhibit there. That is something that whenever anybody talks about the museum, they usually talk about that. They're like, oh yeah, the Jim Henson exhibit. So if anybody doesn't know, mm -hmm. some people might not know, but Jim Henson was the guy who invented the Muppets. He invent he worked on Sesame Street. Um, he's the voice of Kermit the Frog and all the, the famous Muppets. Um, so he was a pioneer in, in television and in film for yeah. using puppetry. Um, and he not only you know did did he do those but he also did stuff as as elaborate as like fraggle rock and the dark crystal and labyrinth they had that recently we went to see that oh yeah where they had the uh, the labyrinth stuff oh that's cool um where they had the um what was it like the the because they have these creatures and all mm -hmm. this stuff the one the, with the hands and yeah and they have all, all these like bird like mm -hmm. like little vulture looking creatures yeah and they had the actual puppets there and that was really for me that was really exciting because that Again, I, I grew up seeing this in the movies. I never thought I would actually get actually, to see yeah. the, the real puppet. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, that was really amazing. Because you look at it and you're like, wow, this looks like nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like somebody put it together in some in some backyard somewhere. Mm -hmm. the, the materials don't even look like anything out of the ordinary. Right. Um, I think the Fraggle Rock 
stuff looked a little more like uh, uh, how would I say like more sophisticated because the puppetry mm-hmm. the mechanics involved in create in making those little guys move was really really intense like that's where I was like damn like there's a lot of technical know-how behind it yeah um you know they had all these like wires and pulleys and and like um you can control the puppet with like all your fingers and like you had to use both hands like mm-hmm. you had like joysticks to be able to m- move these tiny little figures <laughs> um so that was pretty cool and then they have also on display they have like the classic muppets the classic um you know Kermit the frogs and all that kind of stuff in their their original clothing and whatever but that exhibit is really cool i think that's one that you know if you've never seen that stuff we've we're all familiar with that i think that's something everybody could identify with and that's probably yeah. why it's a permanent exhibit yeah um let me just see what it says here about it really quick it says uh this dynamic experience explores jim henson's groundbreaking work for film and television and his transformative impact on culture um it reveals how jim henson and team of builders performers and writers brought to life the enduringly popular worlds of the muppets the muppet movies sesame street fraggle rock the dark crystal and labyrinth it also includes material from jim henson's experimental film projects and his early work presenting him as a restlessly creative performer filmmaker and technical innovator yeah that's another thing they have like um his notes his storyboards they have like some um concept sketches and and art Hmm. that stuff is really exciting to look at also um and it says uh what else it say here it says uh the Jim Henson exhibition made possible by major support from blah 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 blah, capital funding for it. Blah 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 blah. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great exhibit also. So that's that's another big one. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I, I don't want to just totally spoil everything for you guys, but those are the standout things that I remember from it and reading from it. Um, I think it is definitely it, it, it's not free. You got to pay for your entrance, but mm-hmm. it's definitely worth the money. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely, um, if you've gone to the Met, if you've gone to, you know, MoMA, and, and if you've gone to all these other museums, but you've never heard of this museum, go check it out. This is the Museum of Moving Image. Um, it's worth the trip if you're in one of the boroughs and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to Queens. Mm-hmm. Trust me, make the take the time, go spend the day there, just hang out. They have a little cafeteria there that, you know, it's not really that and pricey. And there's places around to eat, so oh, yeah. it's no problem. Astoria is always alive, so it's a great place to have a museum as well. You have the movies um, in front of that building and then also um, some bars and restaurants around. So it's it's a great maybe to go during noon, start in the museum and then go out. It's it's a great place to go. And also that is different. It's something that, um, at least in New York, um, you have never seen. I hear we have the more classic museums where you can see paintings and sculptures and um, sculpture, but to see a museum about film and a little bit more interactive other than MoMA, because right. I know that in the MoMA we have like some arcades and maybe a little bit of um, furniture and like art that is a little bit more of a theatrical yeah. type of art. Yeah. But then to go there and to see the origins of moving image and movies is it's a good it's a good place to go yeah. and learn about you it. You know, I, and I was also thinking um, if you have kids, it's definitely a good one mm-hmm. for that because it's it's interesting enough that it gets the imagination of everybody. Because like we went, I went with uh, my sons, and I also went with my dad. And it got everybody's attention. Um, it got my attention for the, all the pop cultural references. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up with a lot of this stuff. But then when you see, like my father, when he saw the old films, yeah, the old cameras, yeah, and he's looking at it like he remembers that, mm-hmm. but he doesn't think of it like, oh, this should be in a museum. Exactly. And he's looking at that stuff and he's like, wow, that's that's the stuff that he never even had any idea mm-hmm. how that was made. But he, he had heard of it or seen photos of this kind of equipment. Yeah. And and then he's like really bugging out when he's seeing these older things because he's, he's like, 
you know, thinking to himself, like, wow, I, I never even imagined that. They have old television cameras, like, like, you know. Yeah, like the ones that are gigantic that needed, like, one more than one people to move. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at that and you say, and they have old televisions too. And then you look at yeah. that and you say, you say, wow, look at how far we've come. Like, yeah. I'm sure my father grew up in a time where black and white TV was a special thing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a new technology. Um, let alone color TV. Yeah. You know, and then now that we're on this, like, you know, high definition, you know, crazy flat screen TVs and all that. And internet. Um, yeah. Yeah. And internet. Cable. Yeah. You can TV. watch movies on, on your computer and all that. Yeah. On your phone. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, that's that's really exciting. You know, if you go, it's for, it's for the whole family. Because, you know, you, you go with older generations, they're going to enjoy it. The kids are enjoying it because there's there's they make it fun for kids as well um and then you know us in the middle we're just like really taken in by all the the pop culture reference mm-hmm. um but yeah that's it that's this that's that's my uh, contribution for this week um i don't know which one i'm gonna do next week but uh i'm thinking probably yes i'm, I'm gonna get into um i think the transit museum yeah that's cool I think I'll talk about the Transit Museum next time. The Transit Museum is definitely cool. It's in Brooklyn. Um, I, you know, we're due to go check it out again. Yeah. Sometime soon. We haven't we gone in a go. while. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they changed their exhibit. Um, but we should do that. Um, but that's the next one. All right. Mm-hmm. So for this one, hope you guys enjoy this. Um, if you are like us in New York and you are dealing with this bitter cold weather... <laughs> Um, so early in December. I know. Um, and, you know, it's the holidays. People are having a lot of time off. This is the perfect time to go out and You have family museum. coming to visit. Maybe invent a trip to the Museum of Moving Image. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Culture Talk. Yes, Culture We are talk. back with Culture Talk. We are back with Culture Talk. What do you what do you got for Culture Talk this time, Carla? Well, I have been missing Puerto Rico. What? A lot. Aw. And um I have co-workers that are Puerto Rican, so we're talking about a lot. We're talking a lot about Puerto Rican traditions and festivities and stuff like that at work. Okay. So I thought that why not we can talk a little bit about uh, Puerto Rican traditions during the holidays. Um, like what, what kind of traditions? You mean like I mean actual like religious holidays? Or are you talking religious about religious holidays, but also some um, musical events that oh, cool. we have and we do and other festivals and stuff like that that happen through Christmas and that's why I think that we we say that our Christmas and holidays are the longest in the world even though it might not be but whatever we <laughs> like to exaggerate and stuff and you know all right we are very extra I think that's what it is we are very extra and and we want to start things early when it comes to parties and when it comes to music and stuff like that yeah so um one of the things is like i said we said that we have the longest christmas and it is because usually it starts for us in november even before thanksgiving day so i always remember in school already november is feeling a little bit colder i know it's puerto rico and supposed to be summer all year long but we actually feel the difference when it gets down to i don't know 78 (laughs) um so in november it starts feeling a little colder um in schools you know kids start to get ready for their christmas presentations um that's big whatever if you are in catholic school or in public school um, it's always a tradition to make, let's say, a dance or to sing a song um, during Christmas, but also during the day of Puerto Rico, which is in November. So usually what happens is that we mix Christmas, the beginning of Christmas, and a Puerto Rican proud uh, to, 
you know, make a make a presentation and sing Puerto Rican music, folk music, which is usually connected to Christmas and holidays. Okay. So that's in November. November what? Well, like more or less. More or less, I'll say. After Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving, I'll say like maybe November tenth or so, and then after Thanksgiving when we come back uh, from those uh, vacations then we have um, presentations and things like that that we have to do in school and that we have to get ready for and wow. that's why we start early <laughs> um, another thing that start early in Puerto Rico are the parrandas and if you don't know what is a parranda a parranda is um Basically, it was started as a gift and it was started as a surprise music um, gift that neighbors will give to each other. So back... A, a parrand, but not a gift. You're saying... Not a gift, like a physical gift. You're no, saying... No, yeah. You're more, saying the gift of music. Yeah, the gift of music, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> During Christmas. Okay. Um, Caroling. Basically, Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. But in the Puerto Rican way, which means it's not all quiet and it's not all um, like sweet. I mean, the lyrics can be sweet, <laughs> but it's a little bit more outgoing and it's a little bit more um, of we have a lot of percussion when right. we do that. Um, yeah, it's other instruments. It's not just voices. It's not just a choir. It's exactly. not just a choir, exactly. Okay. Um, we have instruments like the cuatro, the guitar, um, some panderos, which are some percussion instruments that are played. Um, you standing up and you play that percussion. So let me ask you this. So, yeah. so you guys go around doing the parrandas. Is dancing part of that? Yeah, of course. But but the. I'm sure everybody starts dancing eventually, but I'm saying the tradition is it that you go to sing, play, and dance, or do you go to sing and play and then people start dancing? Sing and play and then people start dancing. Yeah, Got usually. It. And what happened is that before, back in the day, it was supposed to be a surprise, and the parranda will start with an aguinaldo, which is a type of folk music, and an aguinaldo means a gift. So that's why the parranda is a gift. And it started with that type, what that style of folk music. So, and so, then from that, they continue with other songs. So yeah. it's like a gift of like cheering people up. Yeah, of course. The gift of cheer. Of, of Yeah. But now, um, with this generation, parrandas are like the new get-togethers during Christmas. And what they do is that the house owner already knows that this group is coming with the parranda. So they get ready with drinks, with food, they do sancochos, <laughs> they do everything. So when the big group comes into the house and now it's hu like huge groups, they get all together, go into the house, they're ready to receive them. And it's more like a party and like getting the spirit ready right. for Christmas, which is great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then get-togethers. Get-togethers are also a big thing during Christmas and the holidays. Um, mostly what I also remember about getting together not only with your family but also with your friends is that it doesn't matter if you're going to stay in your house. You have to dress up. You have to dress nicely. It doesn't matter if it's just your family that you see every day. If it's Christmas Eve, if it's Christmas, New Year's Eve, you have to dress up and you have to, you know, be in the spirits of Christmas, <laughs> which is, that's something that I always remember because here in New York is different, it's colder, also the outfits are different, and people usually, if they're staying home, they they don't dress up like that. Like, I feel like people stay in pajamas or whatever. We do. We sometimes in Christmas Day, we stay in pajamas and we're just watching movies, but we're here at home. So that's something else. So these, these get-togethers that you're talking about, they yeah. are they are, um, they are formal religious get-togethers? Are they just like people just getting together and having food? And this is just people getting together and having food and stuff like that, but... 
as part of the get together if you are practicing let's say the catholic religion um you'll go to mass right and then go back go back home or maybe go to eat somewhere got you okay. and then maybe continue with the parrandas so do you guys in these parrandas and these things are you guys already like um, like uh americanized to the point where like you got parrandas mixed with uh deck the halls and no. here comes santa claus no 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 really yeah you guys don't mix it up frosty mm, the snowman no no we don't have that <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. it's it actually in, in so it's that, really it's really in, what you grew up with was like really really none of that none of that commercial American. I mean Christmas. Santa Claus, yeah. So you guys, but you guys don't sing that. But stuff. we don't sing. So, yeah, got it. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's no audience for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that happens during Christmas that is very Puerto Rican and it had become a tradition is the special by Banco Popular, uh, which is uh, a musical yeah. special that is always presented at the beginning of December. That's a good one. To also basically to and start the, the spirits of Christmas uh, for the Puerto Rican crowd. So, so you're talking about this is this is a, a, a movie that is put together every every, every year, year and it's online. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a, a basically a musical. Yeah, it is a musical. So what they do is that they have a specific theme each year, and they will select uh, Puerto Rican songwriters and singers, or maybe some international singers. And depending on the theme, they have different songs that are traditional from Puerto Rico. Um, for example, this year the theme was the 100 years of the bank so what they did is that they the started Banco Popular. Banco Popular Banco Popular so what they did is that they started from I think 1920s or so and they presented different songs from each uh, century right uh, yeah century no not century no, no, decade. Uh, decade 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 from each decade um, with a with a popular singer from now right so it's it's a nice musical and it's a nice video that has become a tradition. Um, everybody on my Facebook is always talking about it every year when it comes out, and it's also something that it creates a a a, a feeling of that that you feel proud about being Puerto Rican, the Puerto Rican tradition. So it's like a warm feel video that every year we watch all yeah. together yeah i remember when you first introduced me to it i think this is the third one that i've seen now and the, yeah. when you first introduced me to it um there was one that uh they were it was like a uh it was like some young some young young kids and they were like in puerto rico for the holidays Mm-hmm. And then, like, basically, the whole video is them going from town to town and all these little places. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're celebrating. And the, everywhere that they went, they you know they break into music. Mm-hmm. They end up they end up happen to show up to a place where there's a band mm-hmm. ready to perform mm-hmm. a song. Yeah. But um, but it it's a you know that that format is a little cheesy, but at the same time, it it fits perfectly because it's a holiday mm-hmm. event thing. It's like a parranda because that's what you're you're just describing. Mm-hmm. You know that that. Puerto Rican culture, they're very used to the holidays being related to music. Yeah. So it fits perfectly because it's like they're compiling all these songs and trying to tell a story for the holidays. And um, but I remember that that one was really cool because they they showed a lot of the island. And yeah, because it was like you were on a road trip with them. Yeah, through mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, and then they were doing like uh, they were doing like. GPS or whatever, like a road map, mm-hmm. like, a, like a Google Maps mm-hmm. of all the places they were hitting, yeah, yeah, yeah. which are real places that yeah. you can actually go visit in Puerto Rico. And um, but I think it was really, it was really good, and the variety of music and everything is, is another thing. It's another draw to it. Um, I would, I would compare that to like when I was growing up, they used to have musicals on, like music. They, they still have musical specials. I just don't pay attention to mm-hmm. them, but. When I was growing up, they used to have the musical specials, like a very whatever, whatever Christmas. Let's say a very Kenny Rogers Christmas. And yeah. it would be like all country music, yeah. American country music. And it would be like them 
pretending that they're going to like a log cabin mm-hmm. and then oh no the, the you know the snowstorm came we're gonna mm-hmm. have to stay here overnight well mm-hmm. let's start singing i just happen <laughs> to have a guitar all right and now we're gonna start singing yeah exactly so exactly like that yeah. but the puerto rican way the puerto yeah. rican version but but this this time the new one the one for this year that we just saw what a week ago yeah this new one um is really uh they took it up to another level by, yeah. by introducing history yeah and and trying to show these decades like you said um and showing the music uh from the some of the uh old influences whether it's the european the african Britain. you know and the all, all the mixtures of, of the sounds and the instruments the it dances was, yeah and 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 then at the end to show where we all came from basically the results, the conclusion after all these years of music. Where we're going. Where right. we're going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they have like, no spoilers, but they have Bad Bunny at the end. Yeah, and then yeah. they, the last song is from Calle 13. Yeah. Right? From Residente. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool. They went full circle and went into urban music. They went mm-hmm. into like modern urban music, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So, where, where could people check that out? Well, I think, I'm not sure because they sell those specials and they sell the album for the special as well. So I'm not sure if they, if it's still online, but if it's still online, it will be YouTube. Um, you can search you, uh, Banco Popular, Especial de Banco Popular 2018. Es- Especial de Banco Popular 2018. Yes. And if you guys want to see the older ones, I would imagine you would just do the same thing. Especial de, exactly. De Banco 2017, Popular, 2016. 2016. Yeah, exactly. um, I'm sure that for sure somebody recorded it and it's online. Yeah. Um, but they also uh, have it on sale and you can search the same way and I'm sure that their website is going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? So another thing that is very Puerto Rican that I yes. have seen. Pernil. Yes, but that's food, and I didn't want to talk about food in this episode. I'm just hungry. But, (laughs) pernil is so delicious, though. Um, But another thing that is very Puerto Rican that I haven't seen here is the Misas de Aguinaldo. Um, Misas de Aguinaldo, when I was back in Puerto Rico and I used to go to church, are these masses that they do at 5 in the morning. What? So you have to wake up like a. No. It, it was five or six in the morning, and you have to wake up and go to church. But the thing is that this um, mass was different from the others because they will have the same music as the one you have for the parrandas at six in the morning, and then oh also at the end of the mass they'll have like hot chocolate and bread and Crazy. cheese and stuff like that. So. That's another thing. It's very Puerto Rican. It's very like Hibaro. Um, Hibaro means country people. Country, country people, yeah. Like from the mountainside and something that translated into Catholic church, but more of like a Puerto Rican Catholic church. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that we in Puerto Rico also celebrate the Three King Day which is in January. So that means that in the United States, usually Christmas ends by January 2nd. Christmas and New Year's. And yeah, it's Christmas, New Year's, that's it. That's the, Those are the holidays. Yep. For us, um, we have Christmas, so Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and um, the Three King Day, which is the Three King Day's Eve, and three king days day um which actually is very funny because before the three king days used to be more important than christmas day because christmas day was related to santa claus and in puerto rico because they follow catholic religion three king days was more special the three kings day the three kings day right was more special and it was more traditional but now um actually christmas day is the most popular one and there's actually a song i think it's a salsa song that it says um it's like the three kings the the three kings 
talking to Santa Claus, saying that, hey, we're trying to do something here. This is our actual tradition. <laughs> and you're coming out here giving gifts to the kids. And then they don't want to come out to play when we come and we give them gifts. <laughs> so what's going on? And it's very funny. And actually, I will maybe put a little bit of the song on the Instagram yeah, so yeah. you guys can hear it. But it's, it's a very traditional thing that in Puerto Rico, they'll give you, let's say, like one gift Christmas Day. But now they'll give you like your four gifts Christmas Day and the three kings day you will go to church or, or just get together with your family and that's it. <laughs> uh, but... That's a funny one. But and so th Three Kings Day. So, like, what's the deal with Three Kings Day? Well, the Three Kings Day... For some of Day, us that did not grow up with Three Kings Day, we don't know when you keep saying Three Kings Day, what does it mean? What <laughs> is what, what is it? So, what it is is that basically Jesus was born in December 25th, according to our calendar. Yes. And according to the story, there were three... Wise kings. Wise kings that went to visit him. So, in January, I believe it's six. Um, the three kings, uh, the three wise men actually got to Jesus, got to see Jesus. So that's why we celebrate in January. Oh, the, after the fact that he was born. After the fact that he was born, because according to the story, he was born first, and then they were following that's the star. That's really technical. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it makes sense. It but makes then they were sense. following the star, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when they got there, he was already born. So, so it can't be on, on that's the 25th. The whole story. It's got to be after. Yeah, it has to be after he was born. Got to give him a little time to like Couple clean up and days. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so true. You know, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So that's what it is. And also uh, an important fact about the Three Kings Day in Puerto Rico is that we actually have our own Three Kings. Um, they're from a town in... Wait, what do you mean? Real life Three Kings? No, but, but there's these three men that they dress up as the three kings in Puerto Rico from a specific town. Um, and they call the Los Reyes de Juana Díaz. Juana Díaz is a town in Puerto Rico. So they are the special kings from Juana Díaz and they travel around the island during Christmas. And everybody goes to them, take pictures with way. them and stuff like that. No fucking way. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always the same guys. It's just people dressed up as these three guys. I think they con I think it's the same guy for uh, the same three guys for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I I'm not sure if they're still the same, but I think that they started like this tradition to do like, okay, we're gonna have our own three kings, yeah. three kings, and and then they because, continue. Because I would imagine that if nobody really took control of it, you would have three yeah. kings from all different towns eventually. Right, right, right. No, so that's why they like, made. 12 kings yeah. running around. No, that's why they made like the signature, we are the three kings. All right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And then Christmas in Puerto Rico finally ends with the San Sebastian Street Festival. What the hell is that? That's a festival in old San Juan um, in a very important street that is called the San Sebastian Street. And originally, it was to celebrate the Saint Sebastian. Okay. But now, you know, it's all about party, alcohol, reggaeton, and everything else. Um, the festival lasts four days, starts on Thursday and finishes on Sunday. And it's around, like, January 15th or January 18th. Okay. So that's why that's almost that that's the end for Christmas because it's like the end of the parties and that's the last place you go before everything goes back to normal. But but so this San Sebastian thing is you said what what date? Let's say from January 15th. The date it, it changes. Okay, okay. Yeah. But like from the 15th to the 18th. And or so like, like that. but this has a religious a religious connotation. It or? has a it started as a religious um, festival. But now it's more about music. They have different right. stages around the different plazas that we have in Old San Juan. But in, so different type of music. But it's still Christmas related? It's still Christmas related, yeah. Is it New Year's related? Or is it just straight Christmas related? I would say it's still holidays related. <laughs> like it's, it's still part of going out and celebrating. Because, I mean, that's crazy. 
Yeah. At that point, I'm like, okay, now you're just bugging. I, I was all right with the I Three mean, Kings Day. Like that was like that made sense because it was tied to the story, yeah, and I'm like, all right, I get it. We're starting with the, you know, like you start with like the, the prayers before Christmas, leading mm-hmm. up to the birth of you know of, of Christ and all this stuff, and then you get to Christmas and it's like, oh, it's Christmas Day, birth of Christ, blah blah blah. And then all right, fine, Three Kings, you know, they're on their way to go see the baby, and I, okay, now like the but now what are you doing after that? What? I mean, how's it still Christmas? This is more. I mean, it's still Christmas because the decorations are on. Why? The decorations are still up. <laughs> Why would they still be up? Because of course it's it's a celebration. Stop. <laughs> but um but more than Christmas I would say that it's like part of holiday. Like it's part of going out and celebrate and, and having a good time. Okay. That's what we do. We have a good time. You All live right. in a tro- tropical island. What do you expect <laughs> us to do? It's always good weather, so do enjoy the good weather. No, but actually, it's, it's a nice festival to go. They do have um, artesanías. Right. How do you call it in English? Crafts. Uh, yeah. Like crafts and craftsmen and stuff like that. Um, and different br- bands and uh, music groups all over. And it's, it's a nice experience. I will say, if you guys want to go, um, I will say you guys can go on Thursday or Sunday. Friday and Saturday is the craziest day. It's a lot of fights and a lot of crazy things happening. So if you want to go Friday or Saturday, go during the day. Don't go at night, even though at night is when the music gets better. But that's what it is. Right. I started going to that festival since I was like 15. And I remember that the first time we went, I was with my friends and we were holding hands and all of a sudden, <laughs> something happened, started running. Well, it was a crazy thing, <laughs> but it was fun. And then after that, you know, we just went for the music and, and everything else. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, so I guess uh, when should we be gearing up for the holidays then? Is it time now? If, if we're already late. We're late. <laughs> So you guys better be, get ready with your coquito, put your trees up, because it's it was not. supposed to be yesterday. You wanted me to teach you, right? Hablando español, Carla. Yes, hablando español. So how do you say? Yes. Um, motion. Motion? Motion is movimiento. Yes, but that's you're movement. Right. Is there actually motion? Is the same thing? I will say it's the same thing. Okay. Yes. Got it. Motion is movimiento. Um. Yes. How do you say uh-huh. screening? Screening. Shit. I don't know. Is there is the, you mean screening like a, specifically a movie, right? A yes. movie screening? Yes. Yeah, I never even thought of that in Spanish. Is is there an actual term for that in Spanish? Yeah. What is it? So it's called proyección. Well, that's projection. But that's screening. <laughs> proyección. All right. Like so showing. That's, that's project. Yeah. Projecting. Project. Proyección. But screening. A screening is. More, a little more about the event. When you say screening, uh-huh. you actually are referring to the event of people gathering for the screening. For the screening. More, okay. more than uh, just projection. Okay. But okay, so projection, I would say, is projects. Yeah. Projection. 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 All right, we got it. How do you say? Yes. Um, images. Images. Images is imágenes. Yes. I got that down pat. How do you say Muppets? <laughs> I don't think there's a Spanish word for Muppets. Yes, they are. There is. For Muppets? Yes. Or, or puppets. I know, pardon. For puppets. Thank you. Muppets is a made-up word. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Now, so a Muppet is a made-up word, but a puppet, a puppet is, um, hmm. I used to know that word. Yes, I'm sure you know it. Because of Pinocchio. Yeah. But it's not a puppet. It is a marionette. Yeah. In Spanish, how do you say it? Marioneta? 
Yes. Uh-huh. Marioneta. Yeah, so so here we go. We just did a little history, right? We just rewound in history. <laughs> so so you got Muppet, which is what people know now, mm-hmm. because that's more common. It's like a, a sock puppet. It's a Muppet. But then you have puppets, right? Puppets are the ones that are made out of wood mm-hmm. or, uh, or rubber or whatever. And yeah. they're, you know, cloth. it's a puppet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a cloth or whatever. The puppet, you put your hand in there. Then you have a marionette. Marionette is on strings. Mm-hmm. It's a puppet on strings. It's a marionette. Yeah. And that's where the Spanish one comes, comes in. From. Marioneta. Yeah. Marioneta. So I guess uh, Spanish people don't... We don't celebrate puppets or Muppets. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, títeres. Títeres. Títere, right? That's another... Yeah, títere. That's another word. Why do they say títere to, to street kids? I, that's a good question. And I guess maybe it's because they're being... They're being, like, wow. manipulated maybe by from- someone else. And that's a títere. That's a good... But that's a good um, I always, analogy. I, I do this all the time, Carla. That's why I'm here. Because títere, right, means that you're being controlled, like, by something else. So maybe if you're in the streets, you're being controlled by someone else. I, I would say it's either something like that, or is it as simple as, like, when Pinocchio was running wild? Maybe. I, I gotta look that up I'm gonna look that up and I'm gonna come I, I need to investigate this maybe you guys out there know but so títere títere it means puppet right mm-hmm. but títere also is slang for like a street kid um, like when we used to say like you know that hoodlum like, like the hood in the street yeah you know? yeah don't be a hood don't be a street kid yeah you say mira esos títere so don't, mm-hmm. no sea un títere that's interesting yeah I don't know I, I never explored that word and now I'm gonna pursue that to the end i'm of, sure of the world all right yep. next one um actually do you have any words of course i do oh okay go go ahead how do you say the three wise kings los tres reyes magos but that's not three wise kings that's three magical kings well that's the way we say it why why in spanish they're magical but in english they're just wise i don't know um how do you say born to, to be born because uh little baby jesus was born on the 25th <laughs> um to be born haber nacido okay o nacer nacer okay all right um how do you say do you have a, an expression for north star Like, is there a term for it? Sí, sí. Like um, a religious term? Yeah. Or is it just... No, no. La Estrella de Belén. That's oh. how it's called. So like the star of Bethlehem. Yes. All right. Thank you, Carla, for teaching me all the Spanish. Just no. in time for the holidays. Thank you. All right. Another episode. And we're back. Yes. We're constantly taking these little breaks. I know. It's a... Uh, creative breaks though <laughs> <laughs> that is creative breaks we've been working on some music and stuff yeah uh carla's getting together some some writing and some composing and yeah, yeah. getting very time. creative here yeah. in the studio <laughs> which is good um but okay so we'll be back for next episode yeah um bear with us yeah and uh we'll be hitting you guys very soon Peace. happy holidays Peace.